not enough. Never enough. If I'm making progress, any kind of progress, I call that a win. I had a heavy work week the last two weeks. Lots of grading on my lunch. So I didn't have a lot of lunches to get some of that word count in. I just didn't. I did, however, manage to sneak in a little bit of word count when I came home from work, maybe about 45 minutes worth, and during the weekend. Not the whole weekend because, you know, working mom here and um, groceries and all that household stuff, so it's slow going. I never seem to get enough word count in. Never enough. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot, author, mother, full-time teacher, and doer of uh, way too many things. Maybe you can relate. This channel is all about writing tips and inspiration. If you have a question about motivation, inspiration, you know, writing tips, you know, the author literary stuff, let me know and, you know, drop me a comment and maybe I can, you know, do a whole video on your question. Lunch. So my lunch hour, lunch 15 minutes, lunch 30 minutes actually, weren't very productive in terms of word count. But I did get to, let me check, over 12,000 words. So... Like I said, I call that a win. Slow and steady wins the race. I just have to be a rabbit sometimes. <laughs> I did manage to squeeze in some research because I found as I was writing that I needed to do some more research. So I picked up this lovely book. It's over there in another room right now. A very little small book about you know, an aspect that I was writing about. And that book itself referenced some other book, a very famous book. So, right, you know what I had to do? I had to buy the very famous book because I thought, yes, yes, this, this might help. So I ended up buying, that's right, Arabian Nights. And look, it's really pretty, isn't it? It's got the gold. I'm a sucker for a hard copy, pretty book with gold and and look, it even has this, so I don't have to make creases in it. But I do actually have to make some notes on it. So I think I'm just going to use um, some of those post-its and put the post-its in there. Because as I'm reading, I'm coming across some things and I'm thinking, oh, oh, this is good. I, I could use this in my novel. I could reference this. This might come, this might, it might come in handy. So I want to use the post-it. So I just started reading it. I'm at 28 pages. It is very dense, as you can see. Not a lot of um, dialogue, <laughs> but it's an easy read. And I've never read it before, so I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. So... I don't take this to school at lunch because it's just, it's too heavy. <laughs> I might, we'll see. At this point, I'm just like, oh, just weighs down my book bag. Uh, but it's at home, so I come home and I read it 
um, you know, before dinner, after dinner, before I just like shut down for the night, um, I read it and I just have the post-its handy and I make the notes. So still doing the research. Um, and here's what I find about research. The more research I do, the more the book just, it's like, it's like research ignites your imagination. It just ignites your imagination. And so I, I like that. So when I'm writing and I'm researching, I don't count that as downtime. I just like, that's time because the more solid my novel can be in a first draft, the more it is crystal clear to me in a first draft, you know, just the different aspects of it, the faster and easier I am going to be able to write it. And by easier, I guess, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna be staring up into space. It's just gonna be there and it's gonna be flowing when I do have that 30 minutes at lunch because it's just gonna be, bam, start writing. So really, that's like tip number one. I'm doing a lot of blending of ancient things and really, really ancient things, like ancient medieval and then really ancient times, Solomon times. And I'm blending those two in this book that is historical fiction, historical adventure with some mysticism in it. And it's taking a lot of research. It really is. But you know, I like research, so not a problem. So tip number one, if you get writer's block, and I hate block, just like writers slow down, writers pause, do some research. It is, it's amazing for igniting imagination and giving you lots and lots of ideas. Seriously, I think that is like my number one writer's block tip. Okay, so let's talk characters. In the last session, I wrote about not having a full grasp on my main character, which was problematic. So now at this point, I think I, I do have, I do, I do understand her, I do know, know who she is, I, I have a good handle on her, I know her weaknesses, I know her strengths, I know her needs, I know her desires. And that's all things that are needed to craft that character arc and then, you know, put that into your story arc so that it all has this beautiful rising action at the end with the story arc along with the plot arc. But there's a but to I know my character. There was this thing, this ability I wanted her to have and I was stuck on it. I didn't want it to be a tropish kind of ability. And so over the weekend, I was sitting there with my, with my son and I said, you know, we were having lunch and I said, here's the story I'm working on and this is the first in the series. So I explained to him not just the first book in the series, but you know, the series itself and he was interested, so that's always a good thing. He didn't zone out. In fact, he got very excited and started looking up things as I was telling him about, you know, what it was about. He's like, hey, they really do exist, and hey, this is really cool, and hey, when are you gonna be done? So he was into it, and he's not a writer, and he does read, but he reads mostly nonfiction, um, except he reads my, all my fiction, yay. <laughs> but he knows his movies and so he knows when I discuss things like tropes. 
So when I was discussing some things, he's like, no, you can't do that. They did that in such and such story. And, or that sounds like Star Wars, or that sounds like something else. And I'm like, okay, no, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. And so we spent about 45 minutes hashing things out. This ability that I wanted her to have, not a power, not a skill, not a talent, but more like a, like a mystical edge, which would work with the story. And it had to be totally believable, like to not a superpower, like a totally believable ability. So we mold over a lot of things, like I said, about 45 minutes worth of different things. And as he would talk about like, no, 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 this is medieval. She's not going to be, you know, a great reader and have and be like a librarian archetype because Chances were, were, you know, the character that I've devised wouldn't know that she could read. Yes, I'm going to have her be able to read, but as, you know, a big reader, yeah, no, not going to work. She wouldn't have had any, like, weapons training, so that wouldn't work. I shut down a lot of his suggestions, and you know what? He, he just kept coming. He just kept coming at them. <laughs> the more I explained about the book, and the more he was looking things up, and then he finally hit on an ability. I made a suggestion. We tweaked it again. I thought, yes, that is going to work. And my son is 28. He's not a kid, but I gave him a big hug. And I was happy because now I had this thing that was kind of looming over me figured out. And I thought, this will work. So then that night I went to dinner with my husband and I ran this all by him and told him about her ability, my main character's ability, and he's like, oh, that's not gonna work. And then he started telling me why. Now, I didn't shoot him down, I didn't get angry, I didn't try to defend it, because at this stage, at this early stage in the book, I need to hear things, and so I don't wanna reject anything. So as he was talking, I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 and then he had an idea, and I went, oh, so, this is what I did as he was discussing the modification of her ability. So I went through this kind of mental checklist. Does this ability make it too easy for her to, you know, overcome her struggles? No. Does this ability or will this ability create problems for her? Yes. Can this ability be used against her? Definitely. Can she use this ability incorrectly? Yes. Is it believable? Yes. Now there needs to be stakes, especially for the main character. So will I be able to use this ability as part of the stakes? Hmm. I'm thinking absolutely yes. You can see what I'm doing, right? I need this ability to be problematic. Not just all good. It needs to be problematic and cause her problems because it needs to help her grow. It needs to be part of her character arc and help her climb up or fall down or stumble over that rising action hill 
of the story. So now I'm feeling pretty good about my main character, although I wasn't about a week ago. I was still like, ooh, and I don't like that feeling. So tip number two is to really take time. Talk to people. Talk to people who are going to give you some great feedback and then open up your mind and listen to what they have to say because you can get really great ideas or you can grow off or you can like their ideas beget other ideas which beget other ideas. So once you know your characters, their strengths, their weaknesses, their struggles, you're on your way to building this great character, this nuanced character that is believable, relatable, and that the reader cares about your character. And also how all of that will work into the plot. So that was tip two. This is one reason I'm not a panster because I don't like writing myself into a plot corner because I've been there and it is really, really hard to get out. And plot flaws, ugh. I had one, I can't even remember which book it was. It took a long time to figure out how I was going to, to get myself out of the corner I myself painted the character into. Not fun. So, after that discussion with my husband, I modified my character's ability yet again. And, you know, those questions that I answered in my mind, it just made her stronger to me. This makes me really happy because it's going to be much easier now to write since I have a good grasp of who she is. But, and here's another but, although I have that worked out, I can't get a good handle on where my character might fit into the literary archetypes. And that is big for me. I like them to fit somewhere so that I can work off their strengths and weaknesses and add all the nuances and, and that kind of stuff. But she's not seeming to fit into one particular one. So what I do when that happens is because for me, like, if I can put him into a type, a personality type, it's just, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just creating the nuances and making them personalized and unique to the story. You know, just generally not a trope, a type but different. <laughs> um, a type but done their way or however the character emerged from it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my old standby, which is I go to the Myers-Briggs 16 personality site. And you should take the Myers-Briggs test. It's kind of fun. But there's strengths, there's weaknesses, there's jobs. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things on there. And I'm going to go look at that list and see where my character might fit. Once my character fits there, then I will have even a better handle on her to make her more of a, a solid character. Because essentially, I don't want my character doing anything that's out of character. They can do things that are unexpected, but when characters aren't... When they do things totally not what they should do, I readers are like, whoa, where, where did that come from? I mean, you've all read stories like that, right? And you're like, no, no, what this character would never act that way. But... Anyway, that is a whole nother two-hour video <laughs> on that. 
One last thing before I go. I haven't decided on the spice level of this book yet. Now, my historical fiction is definitely, there's some R-rated spicy, spicy scenes in there, but I haven't decided that yet. Here, I don't know. I mean, I don't have to worry about it yet, but you know, it's one of those fleeting things where you think, if I do get to that part, what what is the spice level going to be? What do I want it to be? And I haven't decided at this point. So I guess I will cross that bridge when I come to it. That's it for today. I'm going to read those three tips that were kind of maybe lost <laughs> in me explaining what I did this past week. Number one, research ignites imagination. Use it. It still counts as writing time. At least I count it as my writing time. Two, talk things out with someone. Whatever it is, plot, character, it really, really helps. Three, if you're having trouble trying to figure out who a character really is, look at something like literary archetypes or something like Myers-Briggs archetypes. There's all different kinds of personality types astrological, there's the um, Asian astrological signs, there's like tons of them which I don't want to get into you know in this particular video but that may help you figure out your character quicker so that you can write easier and faster. As always writers remember to dream, create, even if it can be tough, and embrace. Bye-bye. <laughs>